Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday. It is the first day of March. So stay tuned because we have a brand new promo code for you from Tori Holistics. Let me get started by thanking all of our great sponsors. I'll start with Seven Mile Casino, and I'll just tell you this very, very quickly. Yesterday, me, Alex, and Browner were all on a call with the folks at Seven Mile Casino putting together this, uh, this dinner that we're going to do. We were going to do it in late March, but as we looked at the calendar and as we were booking for the show that we're going to do, um, people weren't available, et cetera. Anyway, we've moved it to May. It's early May. It's like the perfect day. It's the 4th of May. It's a Thursday night. The nice thing is the next day is Cinco de Mayo, and the next day the Dodgers and the Padres start a series at Petco Park. So we think we've picked the perfect day, May 4th, details coming, Seven Mile Casino. In the interim, you want to play blackjack, poker, table games, you go to Seven Mile Casino. It's seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, and it's smoke-free, and it's a beautiful place to play. And Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, you're going to love it. You're going to have a great time. We'll see you all down there on May 4th, details to come. Okay, Tory Holistics. You got Tory in Sorrento Valley, which is for the North County people. You got California Holistics down in Chula Vista for those of you that are further south. Um, this is the place to go. And now, as we head into March and March Madness, the new promo code is Slam Dank. Get it? Slam Dank? Like a slam dunk, but only is dank. So, Slam Dank. That's our promo code. You save 20% when you go to Tory Holistics and California Holistics. So make sure you do that. Okay. Hey, um, I want to mention our people from iThrive MD. Uh, later on in today's show, Alex will tell you the story of how your life changes when you're using the iThrive Lean program. Okay. And uh, when you hear what he's going to tell you, which he's already told me, you're going to laugh because you're going to realize that it's not, you don't have to do anything. You literally do not have to do anything except take the injection once a week. All the changes that happen to your diet and the way you eat and the amount of food that you eat and the way you're losing weight, it all happens on its own. Story coming. Stay tuned. Lastly, yo, Athletic Greens. Um, I had a friend of mine the other day. I think I told you the story. I was at my lawyer's office because that's all I do now is just work to pay for lawyers. And um, I'm at my lawyer's office and he sees me mixing up in athletic greens. And he said, um, dude, you use that every day? I said, yeah. How about you? He goes, yeah, every single day. I said, no way. It, it blows my mind how many people I meet that actually know this product, whether they've heard about it in podcasting or they've seen TV commercials. I'm telling you right now, I have this morning routine. I start at like 730 in the morning. My daughter and I, before she leaves for school, we sit, we talk, we arrange our days, et cetera. We both have our athletic greens. Mental clarity sustained energy, 75 minerals, vitamins, nutrients. If I wasn't so passionate about it, I wouldn't be telling you the way I am. You can buy it through us, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. That's the way to do it. You get the five free travel packs. You get the one-year supply of vitamin D. You're going to get healthier. You're going to feel a lot better on Athletic Greens. Okay, let's start the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's Wednesday afternoon. By the way, earlier today, I thought it was Thursday, so I don't know what day it is. I do know the date. Today is March 1st. I know that because I've got it right here on my computer in front of me. So today's Wednesday. It is March 1st. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man, <clears throat> and we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. So for everybody that is just now populating our YouTube live chat. Welcome to everybody in the YouTube chatlins. We'll get to the, to you guys 
coming up and, and a bit of a, a an infamilia controversy coming up here in a motor a matter Ooh. Of yeah i mean it's, it's it it's not like deep heavy controversy it's just that everybody in the youtube chat who was there yesterday oh god and and browner finally showed up because i texted him and said it would be nice to see you i was and already everybody there busted me no way everybody busted me christian hogan busted me he's like scott goes and freaking texts browner and then browner shows up now browner says he was already there but do we really believe that he's lurking in the chat and not commenting? I don't think anybody can can shut you down, dog. Bro, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Just because I'm not saying that, that don't mean I ain't around. The show is on. I'm doing multiple things. The show is on. I'm just not sitting here typing in the chat. I just sat through the show once. So y'all want me to sit through the show twice a day? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wow. No commitment. Okay. No commitment. I mean, okay. I do. So, uh, <laughs> Alex, mm -hmm. not the whole time. Dude, you're there for two minutes and then you're out. What are you talking about? Oh, I wasn't there yesterday at all. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about oh. Scott. Oh, I'm there all the time. Right. When I call, when I check in, it's like a solid 15 to 30 minutes. Dude, right. I, I, I will be doing ESPN LA and still in the YouTube chat. And everybody knows I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And then all the chatlins wind up leaving us when we're done. And they all come over to the YouTube chat that's happening over on the radio station side of things. The ESPN side of things. They got a YouTube so, chat too now? Well, yeah. Scott they've learned. They've learned from, from what we do. Oh, you mean so they stole what we did? Some might call it stolen. And I would say that uh, they wow. were not doing as much as we were doing and said, hey, we should do that too. Okay. Pretty smart. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, a um, lot to get to today. lot to get to. Here goes. I'm going to tell you what, what we want to talk about today. Um, first of all, obviously, we'll start with spring training. Tatis plays. Browner, that should calm you down a little bit, okay? Um, everybody's still talking about the Musgrove toe situation. We'll get there as well. Um, I got NFL... my detective work on the Musgrove situation. Okay, I look forward to that, okay? Um, sources. You got sources now. <laughs> All right, good. Um, the NFL scouting combine, want to get there? I might be dropping bit. Sham Sharania type tweets soon. You know, oh my God. major ass. I love oh that. Uh, I want to talk about San Diego State's basketball team that fell apart late last night at Boise State. We'll get there. Um, uh, do we have to? Well, I know, you know, it's probably going to hurt you to have to recount it, but and then uh, like, also, yeah, yeah. I was watching two games last night. I was watching San Diego State, Boise State, and I was watching the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies. So I was going back and forth watching these two basketball games last night. And, well, you I'll talk more, more than, about You need more TVs in front of you. you know, I just I don't mind the going back and forth kind of thing. It doesn't, so I, old I, school. Put no, one on I, your I, iPad I, or your phone. No, but, bro, I also have I have a big old TV on wheels that usually sits over here, and I took it out and I put it in another room. I, that's what I should do. I should bring yeah. that back in here. Okay. Anyway, so, so going to get to the Padres, going to get to the Aztecs, going to get to the Lakers, going to get to spring training. Uh, Going to get to the scouting combine. We got a lot of stuff to get to today from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Alex, you, you say you have some some sources. Would you like to start off there? Well, I don't know how significant it is to the overall story of the Joe Musgrove situation, but Joe Musgrove was in attendance at Manny Machado's extension press conference yesterday, and a lot of people noticed that Joe Musgrove was in the back of the room standing 
the entire time during this press mm-hmm. conference, not sitting. So I, you know, because I am a member of the media that goes to press conferences, I recognize faces wow. in the press conference. Mm-hmm. And I might have reached out to some sources to see if Joe Musgrove was wearing any sort of protective measure on the foot, on the toe. Was mm-hmm. he wearing flip-flops? Was he wearing toe shoes? Was he wearing Nikes? Was he barefoot? Was he wearing steel toe boots to protect the toe? A, yeah, how about a big old boot? You right. know, or maybe maybe was he you, you saw him on both legs? Maybe maybe he was on one of those those like things that they have now. They're like crutches, but they're like wheels, and the person puts their knee in oh, the knee on scooter. the thing. Yeah, knee scooter. Yeah. yeah, the knee scooter. So I asked, and uh, uh, multiple sources confirmed that there was a protective device around the foot, but not a boot, mm-hmm. a contraption of sorts mm-hmm. to protect the toe. So there you the go. Broken toe, huh? The mm-hmm. broken toe. Standing, walking, but will not pitch for at least two weeks. See that 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 to me is. Uh, I, I wonder what they do for a major league pitcher who one day is having four wisdom teeth removed, and the next day, still probably with all the drugs and and anesthesia and everything, like maybe not even completely out of your body. Not that I know any of that. You know, he's he's pitching a, a bullpen session. Mm-hmm. Now the toe. My understanding is it's his left toe, right? Correct. <laughs> it's his left toe, right? That didn't sound very smart. It's his left toe, toe to which Alex says, correct. Left toe. Everybody got it. Left toe. Left correct. Toe. Okay. So it's not his you know, foot that is going to be inside you know, the rubber. It's his left foot, which is what he's going to come down with and plant and what do you do for a pitcher over these next couple of weeks? Nothing. If, well, I mean, you put him in the weight room. You, I don't know. You you sh- do flexibility work. You strength training. I don't know what you do with a guy like this. Can't pitch for two weeks because of a broken toe. That I'm, hurts too. I'm, I'm sure there are exercises and and things that they can do to keep his arm in the rotation for this time of the year. Guys get hurt all the time, tearing knees, spraining ankles, and you got to keep your upper body. If he can walk, then he can definitely do some upper body drills, some, probably some leg work. So I again, I don't think this is a big deal. I, I think, think I have a more important really making question. a more of an idea out of this than it really is. I think I have a more important question about instead of what can Joe Musgrove do. Baseball is a very unique sport where every year players get injured doing stupid stuff. Oh yeah, uh, we've heard of players get injured playing video games. We've heard of sneezing. players get injured sneezing, uh, clim- clipping their toenails. That's you know crashing motorcycles in Dominican Republic, like Dominic Toretto. So all I'm saying, I'll want to ask a question: Is where does this rank amongst those injuries? Well, it's funny you say that because no one is saying really. You you dropped a weight on your toe in the weight room. Like we love Joe Musgrove so much around here. And he's such a homeboy and he's, you know, big money guy. And he's so real San Diego. He's so Southeast San Diego, you know, I mean, way out East County. Alpine. If, if, if we didn't love this guy, the way we do, a lot of us would be like, Hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't Joe about that. You know, doesn't Joe Musgrove, like, you know, there's certain dudes that like lift barefoot, you know, there's certain like bodybuilders or like, like, Guys that, that lift, yeah. You never seen dudes do like deadlifts barefoot. But the gym floor, the gym floor is gross. 
Unless you own your own gym, yeah, you can work out naked if you want. But that's a very separate discussion. All I'm saying is that there's people that like lift barefoot. I don't think there's any sort of protective shoe that would have saved Musgrove's toe. I'm assuming he's lifting at least a 30, 40 pound kettlebell that dropped directly on that left toe. But doesn't he kind of give off the I lift barefoot vibe? Well, even if he did lift barefoot, he's wearing a pair of regular, you know, shoes, sneakers. Yeah. I mean, I ain't protecting him from from breaking his toe. If if the story is that he really dropped a kettlebell, and by the way, again, you think about these stories and how here you find out you go, hey, this guy got hurt, and they say, how did he get hurt? And, well, he was working out in his room and he was doing this, and then you find out it's like an, a whole lie, you know. With with Musgrove, I never even question it. I just love the guy, so I'm like, oh man, hurt his toe lifting. Well, of course he was lifting. He's committed. He's doing everything he can to be ready for the season. And then, you know, he breaks his toe and everybody's like, oh, no big deal. He's back in four or five weeks. It's nothing. He's fine. And I, I just say to me, Joe Musgrove was the guy that I, I knew I could count on every single time. He, his, nam- his number was called last mm-hmm. year. And now he's hurt in what I'm going to call a freak spring training accident. Thankfully, it's not like a Gavin Lux situation where he's gone for an entire year. But all I'm saying yesterday was I don't know how a broken toe affects you six weeks, eight weeks, six months from now. Is this a lingering thing or is this thing just heal? No problem. And he goes back to hundred percent. Everything's fine. I don't know. Yeah. That's the but way I'm they, worried about it. That's the way they described it. Basically himself and Bob Melvin. It's more of a pain tolerance thing as if it, if it doesn't heal the way it's supposed to heal. Uh, but at least two weeks, no pitching. And then after that, you'll see. So I, I don't know. I have no clue. Mm. Uh, but okay. the, but social media assured us on all of our platforms, this is no big deal. He'll be just fine. So mm-hmm. rest assured. Dropping a kettlebell is not some like rare thing. Like they're supposed to be lifted up right. and put down. Like so, it's it's all in the realm of possibility that he lifted it up on the last set and just kind of went down harder than he wanted to. Yeah. Bam! Right on the toe. So this isn't you know I'm. <laughs> I this isn't Sammy Sosa sneezing right and throwing this back out. This uh, do, do you want to run through some MLB injuries in the past that I looked up for you guys because I came prepared I love with that. my question? I would love that because I'll tell you right now, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like a bad weight room injury. Have you ever seen anybody get hurt on yes. TikTok? Yes. Bones snap oh, really? and ankles crack and, and people get choked out by bars all the time. Yeah. Dude, Dude one time. Personal, so I got tears Achilles. It was terrifying. Hmm. How'd that happen? Did it roll up his calf? Me- just messing around. Messing around. Like literally in a, just, in, in a weight room gym or like a gymnasium in our, in our practice gym, it was a teammate of yeah. mine just uh-huh. messing around, jumping side to side and then mm-hmm. went to like jump with his arm up. Pow. Terrible. Wow. Thanks. I, I, when I was in high school, we had this kid and uh, we were doing, you know, weight training and we were, had these, you know, dumbbells and we're doing this like, you know, side to side thing, you know, like where you're, you're working your mm-hmm. shoulders. Right. And so this kid comes up like this, and as he comes down, dude, he slams his nuts. Oh, no Dumbbells, right? Can you imagine? Like you're like a 17, 18-year-old kid. Like you're lifting. You know, you're groaning. And all of a sudden you come down and boom, you get your manhood just caught between those those two dumbbells. Oh, man. No, thanks. Oh, dude. It was... Oh, I wish I could remember this guy's name. Talk about a ball buster. Name. That's him. 
That's right. All right, Alex, let's hear some of these uh, baseball injury, questionable baseball injuries. Shout out to Bleacher Report for, for making this very easy for me. They did this like two weeks ago. Mm. Dumbest, dumbest MLB injuries. Uh, John Smoltz uh, landed on the injured list because he attempted to iron a shirt while wearing it, severely burning his chest. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> what happened. You got an iron. Like iron, like a legit Iron Man, dude. Like, uh, dude, what's up? You got third degree burns going, bro. What happened? Oh, I was ironing my shirt while wearing it because oh, it's too lazy to take it off. Uh, Glenn Allen Hill, I believe he played for the Cubs, Browner. He was an uh, outfielder, I yeah. think. He had severe arachnophobia, uh, and he had a violent nightmare where he popped out of bed, fell through a glass table, and tumbled down the stairs all while asleep. <laughs> According to Glenn Allen, he suffered legs. He cuts all over his legs and arms on the 15 day DL. Dude, the other night, true story. Uh, I'm I have, I'm having a sleepover, an adult sleepover, right? And um, I'm having this weird dream. I don't know what the deal was. There was this old guy, and he was like cleaning off this table, you know. And I was talking to him, and he was like, kind of had his back to me. And I'm like, what? You're not going to shake my hand? And he put out instead of his right hand to shake my hand, he put out his left hand, and he put it out kind of like this, like with his hand up, not extended, put his finger. So I took his hand like in this dream and I smashed his hand. Like this. <laughs> I swear to God, true story. I wake up, Rachel's going, ow, ow, ow. What are you doing? I had her hand just like in the dream and I was crushing her hand in my sleep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. This is a good one. Um, this you know, I don't know. I wonder if, if 45, this ever happened to 45. Uh, Marty Cordova accidentally fell asleep in a tanning bed, severely burning himself. Cordova was not allowed to play in day games for several weeks after this. Oh, my God. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, mm. Adam Ian, former San Diego Padre. Yeah. Uh, while attempting to open a DVD wrapping, stabbed yeah. himself in the stomach. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I've never heard Jesus. this one before, but this is a good one. Steve Sparks uh, finished listening to a motivational uh, speech and mm -hmm. was so motivated by it that he attempted to rip a phone book in half, thus <laughs> dislocating his shoulder in the process. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be these shows on TV. I don't remember what they were called, but they were like religious, like Christian kinds of shows, right? And they would have these big bodybuilder type dudes, like they were preaching, and they're like, you know, the power of the Lord, blah, blah, blah. And they would rip phone books in half on this this Saturday morning, or maybe it was a Sunday morning, Christian religious kind of a show. And these guys are so strong. We've got the power of Jesus, man. And they just ripped these phone books in half. That's And that's probably what that guy saw. Yeah. I remember those exactly what you're talking about. I remember these big old buff guys just like doing like, ah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's funny you say that you remember because Browner's looking at us like, what uh, are no, you? I have very, ever heard about? I very much heard remember this. like these big old dudes on stage preaching like whatever and just like doing some crazy stuff like for all in the name of God. Uh, yeah. Moises Alou, fresh off a 38 home run, 124 RBI season in 1998, mm -hmm. fell off a treadmill, tearing his ACL in February. Missed most of the 1999 season, but when he was ready to come back, this yeah. is where the funny thing happened. He ran over his son with a bicycle, <laughs> and he re-aggravated the knee, missing the rest of the season. <laughs> oh <my> oh. <laughs> um, oh let's see. Um, there's so many. Uh, the Sammy Sosa one is is in here. 
He, which he, one was his? Was he the sneeze and yeah. smell the rib? Yeah, he sneezed. What about the Jeff Kent one from many years back, where Jeff Kent said that he was like washing his truck or something at spring training, yeah. and like, and, and he turns out he actually yeah. really did get into a motorcycle accident, but he had some cockamamie story about what he was really doing or what. He Don't was, this one? That one did not make the list. I thought he was washing a boat. Yeah, I know something like that. Uh, Greg Harris uh, was flicking sunflower seeds at home and strained his elbow. In the process. Nice. Blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blink. Yep. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember who it was. There was a Padre player who was, like, hurt and was expected back, like, any day. And then he got hurt again. And when, when the Padres put out the statement, they were like, well, he was in his hotel room. And he was doing some balancing, you know, work, you know, on a BOSU ball or something. And he fell off of it and hurt himself again. I don't remember who it was. Somebody mm -hmm. in the YouTube chat will remind me. Or somebody will hit me up on Twitter. But does anybody remember that story? I don't. Yeah, but this is my favorite one. This we I should, may have made it. Up. I think this is a great way to finish this. There's a many, many, many examples of MLB players getting injured. Dumb. This is mm -hmm. my favorite by far. Clarence uh, Blethen was a career minor leaguer, only made two brief stints, but he did play 18 years of ba professional baseball. Wow. Uh, Blethen was a pitcher. He had dentures. Whenever he was on the mound, he would place his fake teeth in his back pocket in hopes that his appearance would intimidate hitters. <laughs> but <laughs> he was batting as well, I guess, in the minor leagues. So Bleden forgot to put his teeth in back into his mouth while he was on base. He stole second. His fake teeth, he slid on his ass, bit his ass with his own fake teeth. Oh, <laughs> the teeth felt like drove into his ass. It was that's the best. Oh, God. oh my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, look, I mean, I I know that uh, again, Joe Musgrove is such a lovable character. He's such a hometown kid. He he's such a performer in clutch situations. He's been so utterly reliable that for a guy like Joe Musgrove to get hurt in spring training in a weightlifting accident, no one ever says, "Come on, what's the real story here?" Right. You know, we just in, in Joe we trust. You know, we love this kid. Yeah, I'm not and doubting so, the way the injury happened, but I just, it's just one of those freak things, you know? Yeah. And, and again, I know that there's a lot of people out there saying it's no big deal, but I do wonder it's, it, when you tell me it's a pain tolerance thing, what that tells me is, is that this is going to linger for a long time. And assuming you can handle the pain, no big deal. But if for some reason you're pitching and it hurts and then it hurts again and it keeps getting hurt worse, you know, the pain can take away from the focus. So listen, I'm concerned about him because I love him. I yeah. love him as a player and I love him as a Padre, you know, it's just something would have been cool about, I know Browner says Darvish is the opening day starter. Pro maybe probably who knows, but it's something about this year and the excitement going into the season, having Joe Musgrove be the opening day starter would have just been just like a cool, Oh, just a crazy, crazy day. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, a I mean, there's more of a connection to Joe than there is Darvish. And Darvish no might doubt. be better, but there's something about Joe. I mean, he did pitch the home opener last year, which was just as exciting. But mm -hmm. being the excitement going into this season, having Joe Musgrove on the mound would have been dope. Well, I think the other part of it is everybody remembers a couple of the clutch performances he had last year in the postseason. I mean, I think more about the game against the Mets, Oh yeah, you know, where, where he just was lights out. 
And so, and he's, again, he's the face of the franchise. Manny may be the leader and he may be the the guy with the most money and Tatis may be the most exciting and Bogarts may, may be the new guy and Soto, everybody's waiting for him to just explode. But, but Musgrove's the face because he's the, he's the local guy. Yeah. You know, and people in San Diego, we know this. We all, we love this kind of stuff. All right, stick around. We're just getting going. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. You want to play blackjack, poker, table games? Come on in. You want to go to Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza? We got that for you too. Great brunch on Saturday and Sunday. What a place. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, smoke free, Seven Mile Casino. All right, we're going to keep on going with spring training. We got a bunch of football stuff, Aztec basketball. Stick around. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends, what's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Be safe out there today, okay? Uh, Browner, you'll be happy to know that I've been watching the news because you keep telling me how smart <laughs> you are because you watch the news, so I want to be as smart as you. I was watching the news. The weather today, I mean, listen, I don't know about how it was for you guys last night, but the wind was howling and the rain was coming down and it's cold and gray and windy and gross. And I hope things clear out by tomorrow. I think that's what's supposed to happen. But I mean, all throughout the county, all throughout the region, the mega market, the uh, the weather is just horrible out there. So be careful, wow. everybody, you know? Shout out to the best man at my wedding who's moving today during all this. What a oh, awful, man. awful day to do it. Where's he moving from and to? Uh, Poway to Escondido. All right. Yeah. Um, it's not that bad in terms of distance. But uh, yeah, yeah. moving sucks. We all know that mm -hmm. moving when it just so happens to be raining and you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. And now your crap is getting wet. Yep. You know, you know, it's and bad when the movers push back their start time because it's terrible oh. when they're outside. Yeah. The movers are like, we're not going to be responsible for your stuff getting des destroyed. So mm -hmm. we're going to wait it out. Yeah, good. So good luck. Shout out to him and his wife, man. What yeah, is, shout out is right. Yeah. So, all right, let me let's do this. Let, let's start off today, uh, and le at least this segment. By the way, this segment of uh, Kaplan and Crew being brought to us by I Thrive MD, where my man Grande here has already lost forty pounds in five months. And uh, Grande, tell everybody the story you were telling before we got on the air today. This morning, uh, Mar was really hungry, and she wanted to get like some breakfast some takeout breakfast so we got uh she got something and i got a breakfast burrito i haven't ordered a breakfast burrito in a really long time and i used to crush this place this this place that here in north park i used to crush their breakfast burritos no problem i feel disgusting i felt disgusting i ate half of it and i felt disgusting i've never i've never been so like demoralized not being able to eat a burrito i was like damn i can't even eat it if i tried like I was man versus food, food one on that one. I felt gross. So I, I put, and cause I, uh, I ate it, felt gross. And I was like, okay, I can take my injection. <laughs> Today's the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cause I, I was uh, meeting a buddy of mine for lunch and he wants to meet at this, this place. Um, and they have this, uh, like, like a Chick-fil-A version sandwich, but it's fancy and you pay a lot more than you would at Chick-fil-A. And he said to me, he goes, I'm doing a bunch of working out this morning so that I can have this sandwich for lunch. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm going to have the sandwich for lunch and then I'm going to go work it all off. I know that feeling of disgust. And the fact that you only were able to eat half the burrito, that kind of explains to you how this I Thrive Lean program changes people's lives. Mm -hmm. You, you want to crush it. You just can't crush it. Go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com. Click on I Thrive. You'll see the I Thrive Lean program. You'll learn all about it. Uh, people are losing a ton of weight with this product. It's FDA approved. It's fully guaranteed. 
Um, and for those of you driving around, 858-240-1497. I say it like that because Dr. Damani, he likes to hear the phone number. He's always like, dude, I want to hear the phone number when I'm listening on the radio. 858-240-1497. Start losing weight at iThrive. All right, Grande, Brown man, let's uh, let's say this. Browner, you should be pretty happy today, I think. You should be a happy guy. I'm genuinely happy every day, sir. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, I mean, the fact that Fernando Tatis made his spring training debut. I mean, you were you made such a big stink about the fact that he's ready. He's ready. And and they're not playing him yet. There must be something wrong here. You know, maybe he's not really ready. Um, I think Tatis has actually shown up this year. And I think based on what he's said so far, he understands how badly he screwed everybody over last year. We didn't think that the Padres were going to win the World Series last season. But when they made it to the NLCS, we're like, oh, my God, they, they could actually maybe win the World Series. And this was without Tatis. What might they have been had he come back and not been suspended? So he sounds like a guy that understands what he did. And he seems actually genuinely remorseful. Now, maybe he's going to make me look like a naive idiot here soon. But I tend to think that he sounds like he's done a little bit of growing up. But you made the point, Brown, that he's been saying he's ready. And the Padres have been saying, not yet. He's been then going back and saying, well, hey, they got a plan. I got to, I got to listen to it. It's what's best for everybody. So that, that's kind of where I'm getting that vibe. But he played yesterday so you, and played well. You must be happy, Brown. Look, man, it was good to see him out there. It was good to see him stealing base. It was good to see him being aggressive. Like, this is what you want to see. This is what they talked about needing to see him do uh, outside of a game to see if he was ready to play. Apparently he is because he's stealing bases, using his hands and his feet. So I, look, it's good to see him out there, man. Bottom line, that guy's super important and quite frankly still might be your best player. Maybe not your most important player, but your best player. And you need to see him start getting the wheels moving. You need to start seeing him be productive. And yesterday was the start of that, and I wish it could have been sooner, but you got to take what you can get. And I'm happy he got through the game. Let me ask you guys this question. question. You know how um, if you're watching a Laker game, and Alex, this doesn't apply to you because we know you don't watch Laker games right. anymore because, you know, they're, they're, not in the, they're, they're not in the play-in yet. So so long as they're not in the play-in. He's out. You're not watching. Um, but you ever get this sensation when you're watching the Lakers that every single time, Anthony Davis hits the deck, and it's all the damn time. You always think he's hurt, right? I mean, don't you always like every single time he's down on the on the court, you're like, oh, that could be it. He could be hurt because the action is going the other direction, and he's still writhing in pain. And then finally, he gets up and he realizes I'm not really injured. That I have a boo boo. Somebody elbowed me. I'm gonna live. I better get back and and maybe try and, and help out now. Every time Anthony Davis hits the deck, I think he's hurt. When I watched that Fernando Tatis steal yesterday, there's like a part of me just as he's sliding in, because I don't know, the bases are a little bit bigger. It can't be that much of a difference. But he, it almost seems like he slides kind of late, and I'm, I see his foot get just a little bit caught up on the bag, and I'm like, oh, no. Hmm. So, I mean, everything this kid does, you know, I, I don't want to have that oh, no, he could get hurt kind of sensation. Well, I think it's because our last experience watching Tatis play baseball was that, him consistently getting hurt in 2021, shoulder mm -hmm. popping out, so something always just 
random happening to him in 2021. So our minds haven't seen him be healthy in a, in a really long time. You know, I, let's not forget the sour taste that was left in our mouth of 2021 the last time Tatis played baseball. You know, let's not forget what happened in Oakland when Machado yelling at him. Like that stuff's right. That's, that's what we rem- that's the last stuff we saw of him. The Padres collapse and him getting hurt. So I think that I don't think that you should be wrong about how you feel. But hopefully now after having three surgeries to repair all those things, we don't have to worry about it as much as we continue on the season. I know. I just watched that slide yesterday. I'm like, oh, be careful. Yeah. Be my, careful. It's spring training. My biggest worry is not his health. It's his, it's his personality, his mentally. That's my biggest worry about this guy. I honestly think that physically, I think he's going to be fine. I think the other stuff is now, for me, the biggest worry of how he's going to respond to being in left field. What's his temperament going to be like? How about right field? Left field, right field, center field, wherever they put him at. Shortstop, hopefully. DH. DH. <laughs> whatever. What, what's shortstop, what's his temperament going to be? Where's his mind going to be? If he struggles early out of the gate, how does he respond to that? Because, again, he hadn't played in a calendar year. He hasn't played baseball in a calendar year and will be missing the first 20 games because of the things that kept him out last year during a calendar year. Mentally, what is his approach going to be coming back out of position and basically feeling like he's new to the team? Because he wasn't around, for my knowledge, for me watching the team, me going to games. He wasn't around when all all this good stuff was happening. Well, he couldn't be because he was suspended. Correct. Correct. So right. this is this he was is like, around a lot because you guys kept yelling about all the stuff he was doing when he was around. You guys right, were playing off, soccer in the outfield, taking batting practice, or swinging off. To you guys were throwing hissy fits the whole season. Yeah, rightfully so. Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying, Brown. You must be so happy though to see him back out in uniform, mm-hmm. to see him playing ball, stealing bases. Yeah, yeah. You must be happy. To see now, can we? I got to say there one any- thing to yeah. in regards to his mentality. Mm-hmm. I hope, and this may be a stupid thing to hope. I hope he plays so well that he is mentally okay with being a diva again. That's a great sign. That'll be good for the team. No, I don't want him to be a diva, but I want him to play so well that we that he can afford to be one. Oh, he will. That he can do that he can do to put up with his yeah, nonsense. That he, yep. do, that he can do interviews in, at his home being I'm ready to play shortstop. Xander sucks. You know like he's I don't want him to <laughs> I don't want him to to do those things, but I want him to be able to play so well that he is afforded the ability to do those things, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. I got you. All right, so Tatis plays yesterday, yes. and uh, we're in like full spring training watch and and kind of report the daily. days of spring. Like, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> I, I wasn't this into the Padres spring training when I was at the Padres spring training. Yeah, You know, I, I turned on my car the other day, and I plugged in my phone, and sometimes things just kind of happen. On Like, my phone has all this old, like, stuff in it, and I turned on my phone, and uh, there was a, a, a show open from way back when where Billy Ray and I are interviewing Tommy Lasorda. And Lasorda is just so angry with the two of us because we're talking about how Mike Piazza was complaining at the World Baseball Classic. And Tommy is just yelling at me and, and Billy Ray. He's like so pissed at us. Mm. Um, and then as we as we start to kind of enter into the show, I wind up getting caught up in like five minutes of old content. Um I don't even now. I lost my train of thought. Where was I? Where was I going? You didn't like spring as much as you did. Oh, when you... oh my point was, hey, we're out here at spring training. David Wells is going to stop by for his daily visit. Greg Maddox is about to come by for to visit with us. You know, new Padre starting pitcher, blah, blah, blah. Marty Schottenheimer is going to join us later on. Like I'm listening to all this old Scott and BR stuff just because it was on my phone and the phone started playing. Um, 
But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't this into Padre Spring Training when I was sitting there at Padre Spring Training. Is that like uh are you saying like damn you Peter Seidler or thank you Peter Seidler? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Good I'm question. happy to not be at Spring Training, I can tell you that. I mean, so is that a thank you or is that a damn? No, you? I'm saying like damn you damn Peter you for that making now me I have so to pay attention to the Padres right. during spring. <laughs> I'm I'm more interested in the Padres than I have been since I got here in 2001 I'll tell because you what, of this team. I'll tell you what, you're more into the Padres spring training than you are the Aztecs making a March Madness run here. Way more. Yeah. Way more into it. Like now, but I will say this, I did I did take my time last night and I was watching the oh. Lakers and the Grizzlies and I was watching San Diego State and Boise State. And my daughter, who goes to Boise State, was actually sending me videos from inside the arena. And she's like, are you watching this? It's crazy what's going on here. And, and then when Boise State won, the, the student section like rushed the floor. And I was so like, lame. what just happened? Did you guys like knock off number one Duke? Yeah. What did I miss? So lame. You know, I mean, did you guys, you guys just beat somebody that's like really, really good? I mean, San Diego State's yeah, good. They did. they did. Yeah, but come on. They didn't, they didn't just knock off Goliath. They didn't even like clinch the Mountain West or anything. That was the lamest storming of the court I think ever. And I'm not even being bitter that like what they rush for. Yeah. Alex, uh, when I sent Alex videos last night of my daughter and all of her friends rushing the floor, he's like ripping my daughter yeah. right to me. I was like, that's pretty lame. <laughs> that's actually super lame. Like what did they win last night? They beat the 18th ranked team in the country who they always beat Boise always beat San Diego state. And they didn't clinch a share of the mountain West. They didn't clinch a tournament seed. They didn't knock San Diego State, State out, out of anything. Like what the they, what, what is the point of the storming of the court here? Because you won a close game and it's fun. And I'm in college. Let's do this. Woo! Yeah, Where the natties at? <laughs> Pretty lame. Where are the natties at? Where the natties at? Are natties like natural light beers? Yeah. Okay. Natties. Actually, yeah. the kids are actually drinking Borgs now. I don't what know are Borgs? You, Borgs are blackout rage gallons. What's that? Oh, dude. Is that where you take like the gallon of milk yeah. or water yeah. and you put like vodka or whatever yeah. in you there? Basically and you basically make like, a gallon with of you? alcohol and you walk around with it. My daughter, like they're so lame. Like they do this, you know, like they're college kids. I get it. You know, I mean, we did stupid stuff in college too. Did you guys ever do a beer bong? I don't think no. there's anything stupid about that. Oh, no. you like that? Huh? <laughs> That's okay. I, was I always found. <laughs> I did a two story two one once. Yeah, you see two-story two beer bongs. I mean, yeah, it's so yeah. lame. Pretty cool. The two things I've never attached myself to. I think Borgs are cool. I would okay. be. I would have a Borg if I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. I don't. I never smoked joints with other people, and I never did beer bongs. I'm not putting my mouth on something that somebody else puts their mouth on. I'm just not into that game. I'm not doing mm -hmm. it. Except women. Never. Well, yeah, that's different. I mean, is it's it different. different? It's actually I mean, gross. I yeah, because I'm not, I'm not standing in a circle kissing women after someone else is kissing them. You're standing in a circle passing joints. You're standing in a circle passing the bong around. Like, that's disgusting. You're Can I do another? Since we're here. Kissing the dude. Since we're here mm -hmm. talking about drinking Slobbering in each other's mouth. How disgusting <laughs> were we playing beer pong with the beer in the cup that we were going to drink? Gen Z nailed that one. They play with water. And the beers on the side, that's a lot mm -hmm. more sanitary than the way we used to do it. You mm -hmm. used to like get a disgusting ping pong ball that was on the ground of a frat floor. You dip it in water, you're like, yeah, no, no bacteria here. Shoot, make it, drink, you know, like one more time. What does a board stand for? You never got sick doing that either, by the way. No. 
Yeah. What does a Borg stand for? Syphilis out outbreak in Wales and Samuel State. Uh, blackout Rage Gallon. Blackout Rage Gallon. Freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Really? There was a syphilis outbreak when you were at San Diego State my... because of ping pong balls on dirty no, fraternity was, floors? No, it was basically like my second week at San Diego State in 2006. I was I didn't know anybody at a frat. I didn't because it was my second week at San Diego State. Mm-hmm. We got a, a campus-wide email saying avoid fraternity row. There's a syphilis outbreak. I'm like, where did I sign up to go to school? Mm-hmm. Party school, USA, school, baby. San Diego State. That was at the time yeah. when you know Playboy magazine was still right. putting San Diego State like top five, top three that, party school. That that was literally when anybody could get into San Diego State. Now it's hard. Yeah, real hard. Yeah, Dude, at one now. point San Diego State was like had the most STDs. Too, I remember that being a thing. On the I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember sure. that. But I don't need. I, re- I remember that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Borgs. All right. So, boy. Anyways, Tatis. Borgs. So yeah, yeah. So we were on Tatis, and we were on spring training, and then I got off uh, on a tangent about I haven't been this into spring training when I was even at spring training, and then you said, "Well, you're more into spring training than you are into the Aztecs run," and then I said, "Yes, Boise State, my daughter, blah 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 blah." And now we're back. We now back. we're back to where we started. We're back. We're back to where we started. Can't believe now, you guys are sharing beer bongs. It's gross. Yeah, I mean, so we. Just, but I also share joints. Also, I, I mean, share beer never... bong with you, Browner. Browner, well, Browner, no you talking about sharing, sharing... No beer bong with me? But Browner, you talk about sharing things like that, right? Like it'd be one thing if you and your friends are all standing around and everybody's like puffing on something. I've been to plenty of places, concerts, and what have you, where I don't know the oh. person next to me. Oh. Like, yo, you want some? Or, or like, yeah, or that's like, where I drew the line. Yeah. I remember when the oh. killers when the killers came to the observatory. Me and Mar mm-hmm. went, and some strangers were passing around a joint, and it got to Mar. I was like, "Hell no, don't oh. do that." First of all, <laughs> first of all, you don't know what's in that joint, and secondly, yeah. I don't know who's touched that. No, yeah, that's yeah, that's I know it's it, it, like for me, if somebody were like, "Yo, man, can I get a hit of that?" I'd be like, "Yo, here, have another one. Here, this is for you. Yeah. Let me be Santa Claus this one time." Yeah, it's twenty twenty three. You know, one two for me to you, pal. Now. Right. <laughs> right. Anybody can buy this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So did the Padres also uh, make a move earlier today? Earlier Was there today. A trans- they, they signed a guy who um, I don't really know much as a player. I only know him as a fighter. Who? who this who guy? Can- yeah. Take a look what's going on here. The most famous punch in all of baseball, maybe? I Besides mean, Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura, this is probably second. I mean, it was a perfect, perfect punch. Landed just flush. But the guy who was on the receiving end, he he took it no problem and was ready to keep coming back for more. Um, who is this? This Rognid Odor has been signed to a minor league contract. Played last year with the Orioles, the year before that with the Yankees, and the eight years, seven years before that with the Rangers, as you can see right there. Uh, only twenty who did punch. Who did punch? Joey Batista. Playing? Yeah, it was in the height of Joey Bats. Batista. In the height of Joey Bats when he was hitting like 40, 50 home runs. Yeah, he took one right square to the jaw. Odor. So what's this guy's name? Smoke. Odor? Yeah. Like odor? Yes. So when I, odor. if you just Google odor, like smelly stuff comes up. So mm-hmm. you got to put Rognid Odor. What's his name? Rognid Odor. Rognid? R O U G N E D. Rognid. Oh, Rogue. I've never heard of that name. You'll have to excuse Rognid me. Odor. Rognid. Yes, sir. Rognid Odor. And what they, the Padres signed him for what reason? Uh, Xander, Xander Bogarts is, is gone to the World Baseball Classic. Oh. Uh, Hassan Kim is off to the World Baseball Classic. Manny Machado is off to the World Baseball Classic. They just need some bodies in spring training. But here's something that I found. When you look up his numbers, you're like, Ugh. he had 307, or I mean, excuse me, 207 last year, a career batting average of 231. But here's something really interesting. He's a year younger than Xander Bogarts. 
And he's got 20 more career home runs than Xander Bogarts. Wow. Guy's got some pop. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he sticks around. I don't know if they really need him, but um, I'll tell you right now, he's a nice, but he's a nice guy to have on the bench. Should a fight break out and you need somebody to get out there and kick some freaking ass. These are the kind of guys that I'm talking about. These vets that are ring chasing that the Padres are now on the radar of these guys. Yep. The Matt Carpenter, the Nelson Cruz, the Rogan. I don't know if they're going to make the team, but these are the guys, these like, these guys are the guys that you're plucking now. The the Michael Wakas, the Seth Lugos, these kind of guys that yeah, they're those guys are gonna play. But these are the, the kinds of names, these these big baseball names that you're gonna attract now. I like how you call them ring chasers. That's cool. That is cool. Like if you're chasing a ring, come play for this team because they got a legit chance. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. All right. Hey, listen, um, still to come. Want to get into some football stuff. There is some football stuff that is uh making news. I want to get there. We'll get there. Uh, we started just so much talking about San Diego State last night at Boise State. And I'm starting to, Alex, you said, you know, I'm more into spring training than I am into the Aztecs run to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. But I am starting to now get it back on my radar because now it's March 1st. And so we know that, you know, we know what kind of time of year it is. So I want to talk a little bit about San Diego State basketball and what happened last night. And since I was watching both games, San Diego State versus Boise State and the Lakers against the Memphis Grizzlies, I might as well uh, jump into a little bit of that because I know Browner is going to have a lot to say there as well. So everybody hang right where you are. We are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. The website is sevenmilecasino.com. You're looking for a great brunch this Sunday. How about come on down to Seven Mile Casino? I'm telling you, Sammy's Restaurant Bar puts out an incredible spread for a brunch on Sunday. You're going to love it. Plus, you're going to play all kinds of games, and you're going to be a big winner. Seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. That's Seven Mile Casino. Everybody stick around. We'll get to the Aztecs Hoops team next. Hey, everybody. Breaking in for a halftime report here. So we talked about this yesterday, and I um, I was in the YouTube chat while all this was going down yesterday. The uh, the, the merch shop that we have, kaplanandcrew.com, and you go to our merch shop. Everybody in the chatlands seems to love the shirt that Alex made, which is the sustainable T-shirt, which is, you know, with all this Padre spring training excitement and everything. Um and we're talking about it like literally every day, more so than ever before. At any time, we're talking about these Padres every day in spring training and baseball in spring training. But Alex, the shirt that you put up with the Peter Seidler sustainable, that mm-hmm. shirt, everybody seems to really love that one. So if you could just show it to everybody, here's what you do. Go to kaplanandcrew.com. You guys probably know this by now. Um, click our merch shop and you can find all of the merch. And we've just started putting up new stuff. But anyway, the, the, the shirt that Alex put up, everybody seems to love. And I hope that on opening day, when we're downtown, I hope that we get to see a lot of people. This is on March 30th. I hope we get to see a lot of people coming by saying, dude, these shirts are bomb. And this picture is hilarious. And the word sustainable has been argued over and over again here as spring training is underway and the Padres keep dishing out the money. On the flip side, though, I'm going to say this. Everybody universally seems to hate the Chatlin shirt that Browner put up. So I'm going to tell you this right now. This is going to be a collector's item because this thing's coming down. And the thing that pisses me off about this Chatlin shirt is that, first of all, he said he was going to do it in October. It didn't get done until late February. And then when I tell him that everybody thinks it sucks, he's like, fuck everybody. And I'm like, okay, Alex, I saw you put out a tweet yesterday where you're like, good thing it doesn't cost us to anything to make these things, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it costs us zero to not sell zero. any of these motherfuckers, okay? Yeah. Terrible. Just imagine printing a box of these things. 
Come on now. I know. Could you imagine if I called Fat Tony and I said, hey, I need 144 of these Chatlins t-shirts. They're going to sell like wildfire. I'd be sitting on 144 of these mofos. Yep. So if you want one, you better get one early because I think they're coming down. And if you uh, you want that sustainable t-shirt, it's there for you. Go to our, our shop. It's at kaplanandcrew.com. Click on the merch shop and uh, hook it up. Okay. All right. Let's get back to it. All right, everybody, what's happening? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is the website. Hey, um, just want to say to anybody who's listening on radio, to anybody who's watching on TV, really the thing to do is come to our home base. That's our YouTube channel. So when you go onto YouTube, you can search Kaplan and crew, and we got a ton there for you. We got the show, and then we got lots and lots and lots of clips. And everybody keeps hitting me up by saying, dude, you got to remind people, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give a like in the YouTube channel, um, leave a comment, join the live chat, because all of these things that you do, all of these uh, engagements that are created on YouTube, all help somehow with the YouTube algorithm and bringing more and more people to our channel. So uh, everybody who is a chatlin, everybody who's a listener, a viewer, radio, TV, come on into our YouTube channel and contribute to our community on YouTube. Okay. Um, now, last night, I had two basketball games on that I was watching at the same time. I was watching the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies, and then I was watching San Diego State versus Boise State. And going into the game, what I knew of, of the San Diego State season was, hey, you got to win one of these last two games to win the Mountain West regular season conference title. And I'm excited for San Diego State. Uh, looks like they've got the kind of team that maybe could actually do a little something in the NCAA tournament. When I say do something, is this a Sweet 16 team? Maybe, maybe. Um, but then they lose last night. And they the way they lost, Alex, I was kind of hoping you could take us through what happened. And by the way, I'm pretty excited about my Pitt Panthers also. I mean, you talk about a downtrodden basketball program and the way they've come back and used the transfer portal, and they're on the verge of possibly winning the ACC title. Wow. So my my two college basketball teams. It helps when Duke and North Carolina suck, huh? Uh, it, yep. it sure does. But when, <laughs> but when you're predicted to finish dead last and you're on the verge of winning the conference title and the program was left for dead and the coach was going to get fired and there was all kinds of problems with the roster and they went out and got a bunch of guys who, you know, through the transfer portal, they, you know what they did, Alex? They kind of used the San Diego State formula. They brought in like older guys who still had eligibility, who who were, you called them ring yeah. chasers in the last segment, talking about Padre players, guys who were still looking for opportunity. Yeah, so, sometimes you just got to go and get the guys that are meant for your school. Yeah. So, so walk us through what happened last night with this San Diego State basketball game against Boise State. All right, boys. Well, let me just put it on screen. Yeah, because I'm sitting here looking at myself. Like, I mean, I like to look at you two guys. Right, Padre, uh, excuse me. The Aztecs were up by eight with four minutes and 48 seconds to go. Made a free throw, 60 to 52. Mm -hmm. That was the last point they made in the entire game. Boise State went on a 14-0 run to finish this game. Here's the Aztecs' final possessions after that free throw at that 448 mark. Parrish missed jumper. Parrish turnover. Bradley missed jumper. Butler turnover. Mensa turnover. Trammell missed three. Parrish missed three. In those final five minutes, Boise State out-rebounded, offensive-rebounded them, six offensive rebounds. They had six, six second-chance points 
It was just a absolutely brutal, disgusting final five minutes of the game. Say that again. 14-0 run to finish this game for Boise State. Wow. Aztecs up 60-52 to with four minutes and 48 seconds to go. And Boise wins 66-60. to Yeah, and then as you, as you put that on the screen, and we get a chance to read it, not just hear it. You know, for those of you that are listening, it's, it's a great job by Alex. But for those of you watching, I mean, look at this. You're up by eight. And then everything goes wrong and Boise outscores you 14 to zero. And they were getting all the boards on the offensive end. And then look at that last six, the, the last line here, six second chance points. So uh, Browner, you know, without like reviewing the film per se, <laughs> it's, it's, it just seems like Boise more than anything just wanted it more played with more effort on both ends of the floor, you know, getting defensive rebounds, getting second chance points. It's just for whatever reason. And look, you miss shots. That happens. Right. And, and you turn the ball over. That happens. That happens. But, but when you're getting killed on the boards, I mean, this is real basketball analysis here, right? I mean, just appreciate what's happening right now. What do you think, Brown? I think this is a, this isn't the end of, you know, no one should be up. They're not going to make the tournament. Not going to go anywhere. This is just a sign of them not having a star player. If you have a star player, you give that person the ball, and they'll figure out something for someone, if not themselves. That's the true magnitude of a star player. San Diego State has a lot. As a group, they're good. As a group, they're good. Someone does something, but there's not one person on that team that's identifiable as this is the guy. The nation knows that this is our guy. We have a guy, and we're going to go to him. Within the team, they probably know. But there's also another person on the team who thinks they should be the guy. So whenever you have a drought like this at the end of the game, and an important part of the season because this was for the outright title for them to kind of distance themselves to win a Mountain West title, to not share it, you just – this is a learning moment. Again, this doesn't cancel the yeah. season. You're not out of the tournament. But this is a very important learning learning moment at this point of the season because now they can establish, hey, man, well, we need a bucket. Who are we going to? And if we need to go to that person four minutes straight, three minutes straight, that's what we need to do because that, what we had last night, that can't happen again. I, All right, Alex, I want to ask you, though. Alex, yeah. you're watching much closer than we are. Correct. Is what Browner's saying, because, gosh, it sounds really smart, is what Browner's saying correct about the San Diego State basketball team, or is it in theory? You know the team, and you're watching it much better and much closer than we are. Is he right? Yeah, because if you look back at the signature wins of San Diego State, who made the shots at the end? It's been different guys. It's supposed to be Matt Bradley. That's supposed to be your guy. He's the he's the senior. He's the guard. He's the playmaker. And if you look at the, at the possessions, he missed two jumpers at the end of the game. They, they got him the ball. But, yeah, I don't think they have a Malachi Flynn. I don't think they have a Xavier Thames. I don't think they have a Kawhi Leonard. I don't think that that guy is on this team as much as they want Matt Bradley to be that guy. I don't think he is that guy, but I think they have guys that can make shots. I think they have a Parrish, a Butler, a Tramp, like a Tramel. They have guys that can make shots, but yesterday nothing was nothing was falling. The effort almost seemed to disappear. When you get six rebounds, six offensive rebounds like that, and I think four of them were in the same possession or back-to-back -back possession, something like that. I'm trying to remember specifically. It's a lot about effort at that time. 
you know, you, they, but San Diego State has done this all year. I think I, I don't think I did tweet it last night. No lead is safe with this team. They've done this all year. Look, go back to the Maui invitation on that Arkansas game. That game was in hand, ready to be wrapped up, and they just couldn't put it away. Do you remember that stat back when it was uh, Steve Fisher and, you know, this basketball program like really, really, really started becoming what they are? I believe it was like 150 games in a row, 150 and 0 when leading at the five minute mark. Like they just were closers, that they, they were mm-hmm. a team that could close anybody out if they had a lead. This team does not have that. They have the ability to be really good and score a lot of points, but I agree with Browner. They don't have a Malachi Flynn like they did in 2020. They don't have X names like they did in the other Sweet 16 run. So, Did you guys happen to see yesterday, I'm going into my email, did you guys happen to see a, an email that came by um, about a, a new college basketball invitational in San Diego? Did you guys hear about this yesterday? Yeah. No. At, at UCSD. Yeah, um, yes and no. Okay, so here it goes. In, in that case, it's now called the Rady's Children's Invitational, the Rady Children's Invitational. And it's going to happen this year. So college basketball, one thing I will say, we were having this conversation yesterday about how, how Vegas is getting you know all the big sporting events. We were talking about F1, you know? And I was saying yesterday that there was a group of people in San Diego whose job it was to, to try and attract sporting events, whether it was the Breeders' Cup or the U.S. Open or whatever. Um, we've had that one basketball event on the uh, USS Midway. Um, and now, this is uh, this came out yesterday, Sports San Diego, producers of the Holiday Bowl, and the nonprofit organize, uh, organization responsible for driving sports tourism to San Diego, so new, different name, I didn't know, uh, announced today it's teaming up with Rady Children's Hospital, one of the nation's top children's hospital, to create one of the largest... Um, College Basketball Invitational's Rady Children's Invitational. And this year in Thanksgiving, Iowa, USC, Oklahoma, and I'm trying to remember who the fourth team is. Um, uh, This is all happening at UC San Diego. USC, Seton Hall, Oklahoma, and Iowa. It seems like a kind of a strange combination of teams, you know? But at least you got USC, which is obviously considered regional. Iowa, now. I don't really know where those guys come from. Um, Seton Hall, not quite sure I'm getting it. And Oklahoma. But nonetheless, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a it, it, may it's, be, it may be conference-based. It may be conference-based. Maybe that's it. They got, they got, if you're getting a team from each conference on each coast. Maybe. You have to, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, nonetheless, if you're a college basketball fan, Thanksgiving of next year, when you're looking for something to do, you're going to be like, hey, th- there's this new tournament. And Oklahoma and Iowa and USC and big time. And it's a small venue. And by the way, probably really, really good for UCSD's basketball program to get people onto campus and get them into that that arena. Cause when you go there, you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool place to watch a game. You know? So anyway, college basketball. Can we hear from Brian Dutcher what he said after last night's loss to Boise State? And I told the team at the end of the game, sometimes in basketball, you don't get what you deserve. Tonight we got what we deserve. We didn't execute down the stretch. You know, uh, when we did get stops, we didn't get rebounds. When we got rebounds, we turned it over on outlet passes. And then we ran two set plays that we didn't execute and turn the ball over on it. So we got exactly what we deserved. And part of that's on us, but part of that's credit to Boise and uh, 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 well-coached Leon Rice team that came away with a big win for themselves today. 
Yeah. Well, you got Saturday against the worst team in the Mountain West. It's senior night. Go out there, crush Wyoming, get some momentum, go to Vegas, and get ready to go. They're the one seed. That's no, that's not changing. They're the one seed in the Mountain West. They won't play on Wednesday. They are regular season champs, whether they share that title or not, and they won't if they win on Saturday. So um, go out on Saturday so and kick Wyoming's ass and get some momentum back. What time is that game on Saturday? I'll double check. The reason I ask is because I think I told you guys my son is coming home from college for spring break and I've created like a dude's night, you know, um, yesterday I told you guys, yep. so I'm going to watch this Chris Rock Netflix live streaming special because I love Chris Rock. And then later on the night is John Jones is fighting. When was the last time John Jones has been in a UFC fight, Alex? Uh, maybe the, the uh, dude, I don't even know. I was going to say the second Daniel Cormier fight, but he might have fought after that. I'll double mm -hmm. check. Anyway. Uh, San Diego State plays at seven. Oh, so all right. So I don't I don't see myself making it down to that game. I, I'm I'm a big goose egg on San Diego State basketball games this year. Dominic Reyes, February eighth, twenty twenty. That was the last time John Jones fought. Oh wow. All right, so it's been three years. Mm -hmm. Three years. You're gonna watch this fight, Brown. Yeah, I love John Jones, dude. That he's one of the few people that'll get me to watch a UFC fight. Where are you gonna watch it at? Oh, I'll, I'll find a place. It's always easy. It's easier to find a place. I'm trying to decide I'll, if I pawn this off onto dudes. a friend of mine. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I pawn this off onto a friend of mine. Like, hey, man, you want to watch a fight Saturday night? Yeah, I do. Great. Should we do it at your house? Yeah, come on over. That's the way I to go. Do you, do you split the cost? Oh, God, no. Come on. In North County, dude, you get someone at your house, you don't ask for pitch-ins. Right, man. Yeah, like, if if Cardiff, you, that's, that's a North Park move. You don't do that in right. Cardiff. If yeah, somebody says to you, hey, would you like to come play golf at my club, and you show up at their club, and they all of a sudden say, hey, don't forget to pay the greens fees. I'm like, well, well, hold on a second. I, you invited me to your club. What the hell is this? They, they say, that means they haven't seen me swing. By the time they see me swing, I have to pay some fees for some, I'm sure. <laughs> you guys want to make fun of me I, for a I second? I do damage. You do. Let me hear it. Let me, yeah, Alex, any chance we have. I'm sure Browner would love to pile on after you were kind of beating up on him yesterday. Well, Browner is definitely make fun of me for this. Uh, I mean, you attacked him twice yesterday, right, Brown? Two days uh, in a row, by the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, on Sunday, mm -hmm. I will be leaving San Diego at about four in the morning mm -hmm. to downtown Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I am going to an event called I Love United. It is a Manchester United oh hosted event in Los Angeles. It's a watch party to watch Man U versus Liverpool. Man U sending a bunch of club legends and club representations to this warehouse in LA mm -hmm. where thousands of Manchester or hundreds of Manchester United fans will show up to watch Man U versus Liverpool at 8 30 in the morning on Sunday let me just understand this mm -hmm. what's wrong with you let me just understand one thing are you serious you're gonna wake up you said on Sunday yes you're gonna wake up on Sunday at 4 a.m no I will probably be on the road maybe by 4 a.m are right, you gonna wake up at 3 30 a.m you're gonna be on the road at 4 a.m to get to downtown, did you say downtown? Mm -hmm. Downtown LA at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. What time does this game kick off? 8.30. So oh you're going to be there God. two and a half hours early so you can start partying. Yeah, sure. And then you're going to stand around with a bunch of other people to watch a soccer game? That is correct. Why would you? But, he gets, but he gets to meet the legends. He gets to meet the past legends. Yeah. But, but, I, but I'm just asking. And by the way, does this cost money? No, it's free. Oh, it ain't. Okay. Okay, because because I my ask would be this: Why would you not wake up at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, do your own thing, not waste all that time, all that gas, all that money? 
and just watch it at home. Like, what is the attraction of going to a crowd to watch this game? I think Legend. big big games like Manchester United and Liverpool is one of the biggest games of the year. I think mm-hmm. that those types of games are better around people instead of just me in my pajamas and a blanket by myself. I think mm-hmm. that is number one. And then number two, it will be cool to meet the club legends that they are sending. Like who? I mean, like nobody you guys will know, but. Well, give me a name. Diego Forlong. Pele. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Andy Cole. Oh. Andy Cole. Was he in uh, Ted Lasso? Right. So, see, so I'm not even going to let you guys ridicule the legends. I'll let you ridicule no, me man. and my decisions. That's the guy who does New Year's Eve with Andy Cohen. I mean, with uh, Anderson Cooper. That's who that is. Yeah. He'll be there, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, um, I got to say, that's super impressive to me, but something I would never do. Like, uh, for example, last year when the Padres were in the postseason and they were showing the games in the park in the park, do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I'm remembering that, or did I make that all up? Did that happen or did that not happen? No, it happened. No, that happened. Okay. Like, for me, I would never go to something like that. See, now here's the difference. Okay, let me, let me back. Let me, unfortunately, back Alex up a small mm-hmm. bit here. It is far more awesome to watch your team amongst other fans that root for the team. Like I'm a Bears fan and watching the game at 710 when the when the Bears are good, it's awesome. When's and that? even when they even when they lose, it helps when they lose to be around other Bear fans to have a whole entire building complaining about the same thing because mm-hmm. misery loves company. So I get him in that particular sense. That's a long way to go to watch your team lose. Well, yeah, I mean, are they not they favored? Hopefully, they don't. They are favored. Um, mm-hmm. They're playing. They played today and kind of rested a bunch of their guys for for that game on Sunday. Well, you're like you're like the perfect person that Ladanian Tomlinson used to talk about when the Chargers first moved. You him? It's a big deal. He's like, it's a 90 minute drive up the road. Who really cares? When I was a kid, if I was I was a Cowboys fan, if the Cowboys moved 90 minutes away, I would have driven to go see him play. And we all said, no, LT, you're wrong. It's not just 90 minutes or two hours. It's the four hours back and forth. It's the parking. Yeah. It's the fact that the team's not. You're willing to drive two hours to watch your favorite team play on television. Mm. Yeah, I've questioned that myself as well. I, mm. I try to get my buddy who I'm going with to to go with me Saturday night. But he, like I said, is moving. And he's like, I don't think the lady's going to want me to be gone on the first, mm-hmm. second night of us being in this new home. So we're going to leave Sunday. and. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, uh, you're a better fan than I am. That's all I can tell you. you Manchester know? United is my favorite team in all the sports. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't do this for the Lakers. No. Oh, he I did drive up can't even, for a couple weeks ago for a Lakers game. I don't even turn on the TV for the Lakers. I mean, I, I listen, I've been to more Lakers games. Listen, man, you tell season. me you got a suite where I can drink for free, eat for free. Like I'm probably going to go watch like who at the, the Bucks. Who had like yeah. honestly, whoever. <laughs> Well, I, listen, I, I went, I've gone Imagine. to more Laker games this year because I have access to it now and going to go on Tuesday. To I don't even know who they're playing on Tuesday. I don't remember right now. And, um, and then I'm going to go on Friday. But, but I'm schlepping back and forth mostly because i got to take a kid or pick up a kid from an airport, you know, because you Dude, can't fly anywhere direct with, with San amazing. Diego. It doesn't matter. If you have a, access to a suite, I don't care who yeah. they're playing. I'm going. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going. going. Yeah, I don't care. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going. Scott, I'm with do you, you know that Manchester United is coming to San Diego? No, when? July 26th. And they're playing at Snapdragon? Yep. Yeah, I think I did hear that. This guy's going to have a baby. You know who Ryan Reynolds is? Yeah, he's the actor. He Doesn't he own one of these teams? That's who they're playing. Who does he own? Wrexham. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Are they good, Raxham? I think the Loyal would beat them. Really? Yeah, Wrexham is like four tiers below Manchester United. Yeah, then why are they doing that? Because of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. So last night, this all started with, with San Diego State losing to Boise State and Alex kind of walking us through what happened. And then I, I was flipping back and forth between San Diego State and Boise State and the Lakers and Memphis. And, you know, without LeBron, this is what everybody said. Well, the Lakers got no chance. Well, I would still say that based on the the um, the schedule, that it's considered one of the easier schedules in the last 20 games or so, even without LeBron, they should be able to knock off a bunch of these teams that are in front of them that are no good. What about without Memphis AD? not being one of them? What about without AD? Mm. Well, is AD going to miss today, yep. this afternoon? Yes. You're Come on. Dude. Come like on. A- AD's missing this game. The game it's, should be starting. Right foot stress oh really dude listen, i've no never AD, seen no lebron and no d i can't honestly say i've seen somebody fall off the way anthony davis has the guy be this great and just like not be great anymore just because he doesn't care no, no 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 he cares he cares and he plays he tries hard anthony davis uh, doesn't the problem is him. that westbrook plays i've watched him play enough anthony davis ain't trying hard man All i know right, i know the on. difference Ooh. I know you'll finish you'll finish that thought. Stick around, everybody. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. The website is sevenmilecasino.com. Blackjack, poker, table games on one side, Sammy's restaurant and bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza on the other side. Come on down and have some fun at Seven Mile Casino. Stay warm at Seven Mile Casino. Lots more to get to, including the highlight of the day next on Kaplan. Hey, great friends. Wednesday afternoon, it's cloudy, it's gray, it's cold, it's windy, it's rainy, it's miserable. Be careful out there. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. All right, we've kind of been all over the place today. A lot of spring training. Tatis finally starting to play. Uh, the Musgrove toe injury, we've been all over that earlier today. Uh, lots on the Aztecs and Boise State and San Diego State falling apart last night in the last five minutes of the game. So we were kind of on that. We were on the Lakers. Uh, although, Alex, you said before the break that mm-hmm. Anthony Davis not playing here this afternoon. Uh, as the Lakers tipped off at five. So, um, gosh, I, I mean, dude, when LeBron goes out, to me, this is Anthony Davis's time. Hey, I'll lead the team. I'm supposed to be the number one option. You know, I can put the organization on my shoulders. And one game without LeBron, and already Anthony Davis is hurt again and out tonight? What? Nothing. That's it, huh? You got nothing for me. <laughs> I really was just. Looking How are you for talking to me? I was just looking for confirmation. You talk to Browner. He watches it more than I do. Well, you don't watch. You've given up on the Lakers. You tapped yeah. out. You, you see why? Players can't bother to be playing. So why should I bother to be watching? God, Anthony Davis. I mean, Browner, you were saying at the end of the last segment, we'll get into some football in a second, but you were saying, like, you've never seen a guy go from so good to so bad. It's just that he's never healthy. And moreover, like when I watch him play, I see a guy that is always like dramatic about like somebody swipes and maybe touches him just a little bit. It's like, oh, my God, my face is broken. Oh, my God, I can't get down here on defense. I just this was supposed to be his time. This this was if LeBron's out and we made all these moves, I can carry the team. 
and we're playing against a weaker schedule and we got to win a whole bunch of these games and we're only a couple games away from being in the sixth spot and actually making it into the playoffs. And now he's hurting and he's really, that's the report. He's out today. Well, it's not. Go ahead. He can play for whatever reason they're holding him out. This is, this is the part of the bat. This is the part of basketball that is becoming very frustrating for fans and people who cover the game. Cause there's no, am I, could Anthony Davis play if it was a playoff game? If the answer to that question is yes, then he should play. This Period. is a playoff game. I mean, aren't they Correct. all at this point? So if Anthony Davis ended last night's, if he ended last night's game, hurt and couldn't continue and then couldn't play today, I get that. If Anthony Davis finishes the finishes last night's game and now he can't play this game because he hasn't played in back-to-backs all year, that's not you got to take that off the table now because LeBron's not playing and you're running out of games to make the playoffs. So this idea that he can't play because it's a back-to-back, as the athlete, if I wake up and I can play, I'm going to play because of the big picture. We're now down to the big picture of it and not the season is long. So, you know, you got to take a night off here, night off there, regardless of who it's against and when it is. Your big picture now. This is going to be another year where you don't make the playoffs because you're sitting on the sideline. And then you get offended when people nickname you street clothes. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm not even a Laker fan. I love basketball. And Anthony Davis was a top three player at one point. Literally a top three player, a unstoppable player when he was with the Pelicans. Now, now he can't even play in back-to-back games because he might get hurt. Come on, man. Move, move around with that. Get this guy out of here. Trade him. Trade him. I feel sorry for Laker fans. You, you got LeBron. You got the greatest prize at the time in NBA history to join your team. You got him. He's your guy. You lost Kobe because he retired. And then you get LeBron this massive gift. And then his body basically is failing him. You trade for AD, whose body literally just failed him the day you guys got him. And so it, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking for Laker fans, man. They must be super frustrated with both these dudes, man. Because they're not tough. They're not what well, LeBron is. AD's not tough. He just not. Alex, you've got uh now LeBron's tough. You just accused him two days ago of faking the injury. Now he's tough. <laughs> because I thought he was. I now he's he tough. Was. Oh, listen, LeBron you called him queen everything. numerous times on this show. Listen, because he was queening. Well, he was on, oh, but pop, now he's oh, tough. Pop, but now he's tough because I got to make my point about his teammate. I got to make a point about his teammate, so I'm going to call him tough now. But I've been calling him queen over, and saying he's faking injuries. Okay. Over, over, <laughs> the, course okay. Of, over the course of LeBron James' career, over the course of LeBron James's career, he has been durable. He has been healthy. That has been the calling card of why he was able to get the scoring title because of his health within his longevity. It is clear now this is another non-contact injury. His body is failing him. This isn't a oh a, a muscle soreness where he could get out there and play. This is a bone injury from a non-contact play. So that is not a question of toughness. That is his body breaking down. AD's foot soreness, that is a question of toughness. But because wait a again, second. if this was a playoff game, he would play. Right, but but aren't you saying earlier that you think that it's the team that's holding him out? Some organizations have these super smart medical people well, now. That's, no, who, this is who, no, you who, can't be holding him out right now. If he And that's this, what I'm this, saying. This cannot be about them going, "Hey AD, take your take your time tonight, man." This Don't, is what, that's what I'm tonight. saying. 
That's what I hope this is not the case. And even if that is the case, the player can always say, no, I'm good. I feel good. I'm going to go. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he actually can't go because he I'm can't not. go so frequently. I'm, I'm not. not. Is- no, no, because the organization would ne- – you can't hold him out today. Listen, this is the same guy who told you he didn't pick up a basketball for months in the offseason. Right, but I'm saying months. that it, I'm what I'm saying is I'm I'm guessing it's on him, not on them. I'm guessing Anthony Davis isn't playing because he ow, it hurts. I can't play. Versus, no, coach, I'm fine. I know you don't want me to play because you want me for the stretch run, but I gotta play because the team needs me. I would guess it's the first one. Ow, it hurts. I don't want to play. And two, this is the stretch run. Like this is it. Well, and it's and it's the Pelicans. I mean, it's it's the um it's Oklahoma the Thunder. State. So you should be able to beat them. Without yeah. that's probably their thinking as to why they said don't play today. Shy's not playing. We're playing the Thunder. Should be able to beat them. Take a day. Hey, if they win the game, good. They made the right yeah. decision. If they lose the game, boy, it's gonna look bad. All right, let's keep rolling. LeBron here. and AD together in 21, 27 games. In 22, 22 games. This year, 28. That's the problem for the Lakers. That is the problem. That is the problem. Yeah. That those two guys can't be on the floor together consistently. And if you want a comparable of someone's games. of someone someone's body breaking down, like mm-hmm. and was at the top of the top of the of the NBA pyramid, mm-hmm. then look no further than Phoenix tonight and Kevin Durant. He can't stay healthy. Cannot stay healthy. His body has betrayed him since he left Golden State. People fall on Kevin Durant's legs. This is not again, this is not a situation where KD can't play because he's not tough. A human body fell into his knee two separate times. Yeah. Each year. Like that's those are injuries. That's what happened with LeBron. Said that dude dive dove into his ankle. Don't remember his name. Me neither. Was that two seasons ago? Yeah. That started it all. Yeah. All right. Warriors pulled him down. He tore his groin. But it's cool. Keep going with your false narratives. It's all good. Ooh. Wow, now you see you just you just who? like to you just like to defend Durant. Well, Durant is the who? same as Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis plays, he's still a top 10 player in the NBA, same way as Kevin Durant. But they both can't stay healthy. That is a fact. Kevin Durant has played more games than Anthony Davis. Is that a fact? What are you talking about? Look it up. He's played 39 Look this it up. year. <laughs> Look he's it played up. 39 this year, and Anthony Davis has played 39 this year. Oh, okay. We looked it up. Go to last year. Oh, all right. Now okay. we're talking last year. Now we're talking last year. No, because he talked about who's played more games. A, yeah. a human In body. 21, Kevin Durant played 35. Anthony Davis played 36. Last year, Durant uh, played 55. AD played 40. Okay, last year you win. There you go. There all right. you go. There you a go. human okay. body, a you human body <laughs> fell into Kevin Durant's legs. When is a human body falling into Anthony Davis's leg? Well, people go when? under him. He's rolled ankles on, on feet all the time. When? When? Point is, he's just, he he's just yelling now. He's just yelling now because now because he's he said, "Look it up," and I looked at. He, he doesn't want the burden of proof. And I was correct. Yeah. And yeah. I was correct. Right, they played the same amount of games this year, but and I was good. correct because it, it, KD's played. And more. I was correct. And I was correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay you to just say things. You you capping for you capping for the Lakers. Get You're capping for KD all the time. He is the same player. He is the same player. AD is just as good when he plays. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. You don't even watch. You there was, I'm wa- when I'm I watched. Watching, I'm watching him play. He doesn't even play hard. What are you talking? You do not watch. The, you don't watch them play. I watch KD play. I watch AD play. You're not watching. What so are you last talking night, about? They're always, on, they're always 28 points and 19 rebounds. 30 points and 18 rebounds. Sucks. 
Sucks. So so let me get this straight. So <laughs> if I'm if, if I'm watching and I'm mm-hmm. telling you he's not playing hard, you're telling me you're reading numbers and you didn't mm-hmm. watch. So imagine if Can he you, played hard, it would have been right. 40 and 25. What are you you're talking perce- about? <laughs> your perceived not playing hard could be that he's injured. That's why he's not playing today. He's not a hundred. Wow. All right. You guys really can't wait to watch. Can't can't wait to watch KD tonight. No, I just think that. Playing. I just think that. Can't, watch, can't wait to watch KD play. Browner encapsulates the NBA media because it's the Lakers. You have to bash them for everything that they do. But there's clear examples across the league of what the Lakers are doing. But no one talks about it because they're not the Lakers. It's all good. Da- Damian Again. Lillard took the All Star break off, played in the All Star break or All Star game, scored like 80 points, and did not play the Blazers' first game back because he had a rest day after the All Star break. But it's all good because it's the Blazers. Who cares? But they're ahead of the Lakers. Like that's all I'm saying. What are you? I do. I trashed them. What are you talking about? You're a talking head. You're an NBA. Like I said, head. can't wait for KD to play tonight. Well, how's Anthony Davis doing? Huh? <laughs> can't wait to watch KD tonight. I guess Anthony Davis will be watching KD too, just like me, just like you. Get out of here. What are you talking about? All right, we're gonna get out of here. Hey, we're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com. Can't wait to see those KD playoff games. I want to. Uh, I want to get into our highlight of the day. And I actually, I wanted to get into some of these, these uh, NFL headlines because Alex also prepared for us, I guess, with the scouting combine going on now. Um, for some reason, uh, we're seeing videos from, from like the Chargers GM making different media appearances. Maybe there was some talk about, is Keenan Allen going to stay with the Chargers? So I wanted to get into some NFL headlines. Let's see if we can do it. Let's first get to the highlight of the day, man. Alex, are you, are you ready to roll? Yeah. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. We got a new promo code for the month of March at Tori in California Holistics. And that is, Browner, told you you're going to like it. Slam Dank. Slam Dank. All one word, all lower caps. Slam Dank. Spend 75 bucks to get 20% off your purchase at Tori in California Holistics. That's a very, very good promo code. As a matter of fact, when I stopped by Tori Holistics the other day, uh, I was in there chatting with the owners and I was chatting with Kalina, who kind of does all the purchasing. And even Ruthie said to me, she goes, you're going to love the new promo code. Here we are in March. March goes mad. Slam dank. That is the name of the uh, promo code for this month. So spend 75 bucks, get 20% savings. You know the deal. All right, Grande, highlight of the day, man. All right. Well, if you want to blame anybody for the crappy Super Bowl field, don't look at the 94-year-old, the sod father. He didn't do anything. It wasn't his fault. I don't know if you guys have kept up with the story. This dude has done like the field for Super Bowls for, I don't know, all of them because he's 94 <laughs> years old. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. All of them. I don't know. All of them. Uh, <laughs> George Toma uh, was responsible for keeping the, the field ready to go in Arizona, and he has thrown the NFL under the bus. Uh, he has now gone out and said that the NFL watered the field too much, put it in the stadium, did not dry it out, sanded it poorly, covered it. It smelled like crap. It smelled like mold because the NFL totally ruined it. He said, me and the league are finished. They can't tell me what to do anymore. We're done. The sod father, 94 years old, out. Don't blame him for the crappy Super Bowl field. Blame the NFL. Wow. And if you put that picture of the sod father back up on the screen, I mean, he's so cute, right? First of all, if you're 94 years old and A, you're alive, B, you're walking around, C, you're working, D, you're still the preeminent expert on these sorts of things. And I'll leave it at 
you know, you're rocking he your own, own gear. Logo. Yeah, you're rocking your own gear, the sod father. Yeah. And look how cute he is when you put the picture up. He looks so pregnant, you know, because at 94 years old, you're like, hey, look, what can I do at this point? You know what I mean? I got this belly. You know, I got one too, bro. I do. And I'm only 53. But dude, look how pregnant he looks. But he, uh, can you imagine being 94 years old and you're still the number one guy that the NFL turns to and you're you're still doing press conferences because you're the field guy at 94 years old. That's pretty damn impressive to me. Yeah, he says, um, let's just read it for you. Uh, so he blamed Ed Mangan, the NFL field director. Definitely his fault. 100%. Definitely his fault. He says he waters the hell out of it, puts it right into the stadium, and that's it. Never see sunlight again. He can't do that. Uh, he sanded it two weeks too late. He only had one sanding. He should have had two or three sandings, but he didn't do S, and that was it. And not only <laughs> he that, didn't he didn't take care of it. He wouldn't listen to anybody. He says that the field had a rotten smell due to a tarp that was laid over the natural grass to protect it from the rehearsals for the pregame, halftime, and postgame shows. Mm-hmm. And now the sod father says he's out. Done. Done. The Done NFL can't tell him what to do anymore. Done with you people. And I, so that I tell the NFL, probably time to move on from a 94-year-old guy telling you what to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, if you go to a, a doctor and the doctor's really old, you're like, hey, doc, I know it's been a long time since you've been in medical school and everything, but like how up to speed are you with like modern technology and the newest in medications and everything else? Because you're like an old school doctor. You know, doc, my knee hurts. And well, pull your pants down. Let's see what's going on. You know, like uh, to me, I want a young guy, a young person. I mean, even like the president of the United States is like 80 years old. It's like, bro, can't we find like a 55 year old guy like in, you know, in the middle of his life? Um, so yeah, when you say young guy, I kind of like the middle-aged guy for for things like doctor, you know, like yeah. someone that has experience, but also some guy that knows how to new use new technology. Yeah. Kind of thing. Same thing with my my Super Bowl grass. I mean, 94-year-old guy, again, I give the guy a ton of credit. I mean, you're still the number one guy that people turn to. You're still working at 94. You know, that's that's super impressive to me. Oh, I used does that to, I, make us ageists? No, I, I had this uncle who was who died. He was about 92 years old. But before he died, I went to visit him and I asked him straight up because I'm like, yo, uncle, you, you got this girlfriend. You know, you've been, you know, your, your wife died many years ago. You got this girlfriend. I'm like, you still, you know, you still stupid or what? And uh, he's like, of course, what, 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 I'm a guy. I'm like, I know, but you're 91 years old. He's like, bro, it still works. Okay. And it may need a little, uh, you know, enhancement here and there, you know, in terms of like some medication. I'm still getting down. 91 years old. Still stupping. Still what? Stupping. Stupping? Yeah, that's like the Yiddish yeah, phrase. Yeah, how do you for spell that? Stup in. S-H-T-U-P-I-N. I don't know, man. Browner, you are looking at me and Alex, and you're thinking about this 94-year-old groundskeeper, and you are just, you are baffled by this, aren't you? Don't, just, cool. Good for him. Good for him. You better be careful. You give up a job, you can't get it back. <laughs> Stupping. S-H-T-U-P-P-I-N-G. Stup. Mm-hmm. You're Googling Stupping now? Yeah. I've Googled a lot of things for the show. My search history is probably really weird. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listen. I was, I was, we brought up the highlight of the day. You now have the promo code for Tory Holistics and California Holistics. It's slam dank. You spend $75, you get 20% savings. Alex, if you could put up the, uh, the headlines that we prepared from earlier today for, uh, for the NFL and what's going on. There's kind of a weird story about this kid who's supposed to be like one of the top players 
taken in the NFL draft. This guy, um, Jalen Carter from, from Georgia. You know, this story I feel like went under the radar the night of the national championship. Another player, I believe an offensive lineman and like one of their recruiting people, some young girl, they were in a car and they got into this car crash and they died in this car crash the night of the national championship. And I feel like this story went so under the radar. Now here's this kid who's supposed to be possibly the number one overall pick in the draft, depending on who has it. Um, and I guess now he said he wasn't anywhere nearby. Now the, the reports are that he was racing his car versus their car. I don't know if anybody's following this story yet. I'm not like deep, deep into it, but kind of a strange story about a guy who's going to be potentially number one pick. All right. What do you got here? Al? This is his statement released in all caps. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he means business. Okay. What does he say? Uh, numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Yeah, this guy's like, yo, hold on a second here. I'm going to be the number one overall pick. I'm sorry that my teammate and this young lady are no longer with us. I mean, it was a horrible story, but... Come on, I got, I'm going to be the number one overall pick. Cut me a break, will you? I mean, this guy, he's got some answering to do, doesn't he? Listen, man, this is this is what happens when you're about to get drafted number one and somebody's got some dirt on you. Mm -hmm. Larry Larry Tunsil, two days before, mm -hmm. I think it was two days or the day of? No, night of, night of. Gas mask, him smoking yeah. a bomb, which, you know, really? Really? This That's what's going to get you yeah. dropped? This guy, after what happened with Henry Ruggs, like, this is not a good look, man. Mm -mm. This is not a good I look would for like him. I know that there's a lot of NFL Combine participants listening and watching the show right now. Fellas. All of them. All of them. Just, just delete your previous tweets now. Let's just get ahead of it. You know, Just get yeah, rid of really. all of social it. media. Just yeah. delete just all of it until put, you get drafted. And then say something like, it's a clean slate. You know? Yeah. My ne the next chapter of my life. You know? Just get ahead of it. Yeah. Get ahead of it. Because right there's already screenshots out there of some, you know, some stuff. I right. guarantee you there's like a white receiver that's dropped n bombs on Twitter before. Like, just oh, yeah. go back he was yeah. like, and search. He was like 13. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. The media yeah. will find it and be like, you racist. Yeah. yeah. And now there's, you know, there's going to be TikToks out there soon because Gen Z, you know, they're they're up and coming now. So just just go scrub it. Yeah. Scrub just it. Get clean. ahead of it. Yeah. It's good. Good advice. Really good advice. Um, stick around, everybody. Uh, if you are a 1090 radio listener, hang out. We got a lot more we're going to get to. We're going to come back to the Padres in spring training. We're going to come back to San Diego State and this collapse last night against Boise State. So 1090 listeners, stay right where you are. Podcast viewers and podcast listeners, we're going uncensored for you guys. So everybody, no matter where you're listening or watching, stay right where you are from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, we get to the uncensored portion of today's broadcast. Um, for those of you that are listening on radio, and I say you, I mean, like if you're if you're a YouTuber or an audio podcast listener and you're driving around um, and you ever turn on the radio, you know, you're going to notice, I think everybody's going to notice what, what's going on. I mean, we, we're, we're three to five and then five to seven. So it's a four-hour block, but it's a repeated two hours on radio. I, guys, I was driving yesterday. I, I drove out to Ramona to see uh, one of my dearest friends the great corky miser corky from corky's pest control mm -hmm. and i drove out to ramona to visit with cork and um i was driving back from ramona because you know it takes like 45 minutes i mean great drive don't get me wrong it's a fun ride beautiful out there but um takes takes some time and i was listening to the show on the radio yesterday and um I guess what I'm getting at is, is that I don't think anybody knows the difference. In other words, when we first started this 
as a podcast. And then we got the opportunity to put it back on radio. My daughter, who's now 16, we would be in the car and we would turn on Howard Stern on Sirius. And she said to me one time, every time we get in the car, this guy's on the radio. And I go, no, it's, it's replayed, but nobody cares. We just, mm -hmm. we just don't care. We, we like what he does. So it doesn't matter if it was recorded on Tuesday morning and today's Friday afternoon. We just like it. So we listen to it. It's kind of the sort of my philosophy now, which is people may come to 1090 and they know the history of the show and they hear it at 3.30, but then they come back at 6.30 and they're like, okay, well, I, I didn't hear that. You know, it's, it's all new. People are moving so much. People are tuning in and out so much, in particular on radio, not necessarily on YouTube or whatever. Not that everybody needs a lesson in this bullshit today, but I, I just don't think anybody notices the difference between three full hours versus two hours replayed twice. What do you, I don't know what you guys think. Do you guys ever, ever, ever get in your car and listen on the radio? Yeah, when I'm in the car every time. Every Alex, time how frequently are you in the car between 3 and 7 p.m. that you might tune into 1090? Pretty for all, all the time. Really? I'm, yeah. If I'm in the car, it's always on 1090. <laughs> I don't know. Something doesn't seem like, I don't know if I'm buying that. What do you mean? Well, the way you said all the time is like, are you in the car a lot? I mean, that was really more the question. Not Oh, yeah. I'm in the car frequently at that time. Yeah. And I'm always on AM 1090, the mightier 1090. Really? I mean, it's just like one of the things that I listen to when I hear the show on radio is, is, you know, how we used to play these games, like program directors would say, okay, here's the deal. You know, we're going to, we're going to be on from two minutes past the hour to 13 minutes past the hour. And then we're going to try and do this. And we're going to try and keep the listener around because there's all these weird things in radio ratings that we don't even really play in that game anymore. But now to have a 21 minute block of radio followed by a nine minute block of commercials, followed by a 21 minute block of radio. It's great to have all the long format, but it like as a listener, you'd be leaving the radio station be like, God damn it. What the hell is with all these commercials? Whereas on YouTube or audio podcast, this shit just happens fast, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't I'm just observations as I was driving around yesterday afternoon and listening to that, you know, I, uh, I have Sirius in the car now and I'm always on Stern, just always on Stern or, or Conan's. He has a serious channel now too. Yeah. And he, he just does. Conan's pretty interesting because he has a podcast still mm -hmm. that he does fresh ones, but he also replays segments from his television shows. He replays old podcasts, new podcasts. I think JB Smoove has a podcast on his on Conan's channel. Mm -hmm. those, those two stations I'm on all the time on Sirius. I was thinking um, about this. So like I don't have I have Sirius, but I, I somehow lost the whole stern part of Sirius. Do you pay for that or is it some sort of a promotion they gave you for free? Um, I called to threaten to cancel yeah. and then they offered me the premium one for a year for like yeah. $3 a month or something like that. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Sirius and cancel because I, I don't have Stern. Now I, I have like the mad dog channel. So that's the sports radio channel. I listen to because JT the the bricks on there. What did you say, Alex? Sorry. You have the basic package. I think yeah, you need the I, premium package. Or yeah. Something. I don't, I mean, how could I not have Stern? That's the only reason I ever wanted Sirius was Stern. Now don't get me wrong. I mean, it, there's a lot of good stuff on Sirius. I think. I like yeah. that channel seven is seventies music. Channel eight is eighties music. Channel nine is nineties music. Channel mm -hmm. 10 is 2010s music. Makes sense that's, to me. That's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. Pretty smart. Brown is so pissed at us right now. He's like, Why? dude, they, they don't have a serious in, in the, the, the old Honda that we've been trying to get him a new car forever. Oh no, I don't give a shit about serious radio. I like sports radio. I listen to sports radio when I'm in my car. 
all the time. I do a lot of drop-offs and pickups, per se. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy sports radio as a whole. I'm not a Howard Stern fan. I was at a very small portion of time when he was on regular radio. And then when he went off it, I stopped listening. And so I don't have any interest in it. So I don't, I, I get why people like Sirius. I'm not a, you know, I don't have it. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, so it's just not a thing for me. But I'm with I you. Like, I, like when I drive around, I, I, I'm kind of also just a sports radio listener. Other than that, maybe I'll go to Sirius and I'll find like a couple of channels that I like for music when I'm just like, you know what? Enough already with the sports talk. But Browner, I don't know how many different sports radio stations you listen to. Here, here's what's what what I I have like probably programmed: 1090, 710, um, 760, which is now the new Darren station in San Diego, 97.3, which is you know all Padres all the time, so I can only take a certain amount of that. Um, 570 in LA. Mm -hmm. Those are the four that I, those are the four that I have. I never go to. Uh, I never go to the fan. No, no disrespect to them, but it's an it's FM and it's out of the swing of the buttons, out of the circulation. So, yeah, yeah. I so I just don't do it. I just don't do it. Not to say I don't think that I think they're bad or whatever the case may be. On the dials of AM, they're not on it, so I don't I don't listen to it. Yeah. So like on my car, you know, which is not a brand new car, hardly, but it's got you know you can go back and forth between AM, FM, and Sirius, and you don't have to go to the band. So I will have the Mad Dog. I'll have Mad Dog bookmarked. I'll have NFL radio bookmarked. 710, 1090, 570, 97.3. And I might go back and forth between all of them. You know? I used to be a hardcore sports radio guy. Like hardcore. And then I kind of started talking more. And I, in my brain, it didn't make sense to listen to other shows. I never wanted to steal anybody's stuff. Mm -hmm, I understand that. And it's like a subconscious thing. I'm not, I don't think I would ever, I wouldn't do it on purpose, but if I listen to someone say something and then I repeat it, I don't want it. I don't want it in my head to be mm -hmm. like, Oh, that guy said that. Yeah. Like, so I, I have really, that's stopped. how I feel about jokes. Yeah. Like I can imagine if you're a comedian because people have similar thoughts about things, I would, mm -hmm. I, I, how do you know who said what, when? So I have right. really stopped listening to sports radio almost completely, like actually completely, completely. Really? I was huge on Dan Patrick. Like I love the Dan Patrick show. Mm -hmm. I love that he used other guys. I love that he had a whole little like, like ensemble. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just stopped because I didn't want to ever repeat something that I heard before. Yeah. No, I get that. Listen, I, a lot of times, you know, before I will go on in LA, I sometimes I'm listening to what's going on before us just to hear what's happening. Um, but there are certain days after certain games where I'm like, don't even listen because you, they may have a similar thought. And I did go on the air one time and I said, hey, listen, the night the night that LeBron broke the uh, the record, the scoring record, I came on the air having not listened to anybody before us. And I said, oh, tonight's the night. Anybody see the way LeBron was dressed as he walked into the arena? And everybody's like, that's exactly what so-and-so had just said before we got on the air. I'm like, I didn't hear it. Yeah. Same so thought. like if we were on a if we like when we were on 1090, obviously I would be in the room and I could hear Darren. But that's different because you could just like build off what they said because you're almost a team right like yeah you're everybody has their own individual shit and everybody's got to do and individually perform but you're almost kind of flowing into each other mm -hmm. so that is when i but when we left that format and did this format that's when i stopped yeah um does anybody listen to darren anymore i mean i don't know if, like if i'm in the car between 12 and 3 i think that's when darren's on um i will listen to darren and marty um i'll, I'll take darren and marty way before i listen to coach Quintero. 
you know, yeah. they're, they're on up to, against each other. You know, I used to, I would hear it probably mostly Thursday and Friday after, after we were done again, pick up and drop off. And, and so I would hear some of it. I would text them sometimes when I hear stuff, mm-hmm. but other than that, but Monday through Wednesday previously, no. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't listen to, I, I will turn over and hear coach a little bit just cause you know, he's, you know, a longtime colleague, but I mean, he's just so 110% baseball all the time, you know? So I'm not into it. Um, I, Darren and Marty are still, you know, very baseball heavy. I mean, I think we've become much Everybody. more baseball heavy. It's, it's what people want to talk about. That's the business um, now. But I don't, but I think, yeah. you know, like 760, the radio station that Darren's on, I'm not sure. Like, I think in the morning is Rich Ornberger and he's got kind of a crew around him. I don't know who the other, the other guys are. I like Rich. Rich is, seems like a cool guy. And then I don't know who the, who follows Darren and Marty. Cause I think it was like Darren's old producer, maybe who became a host. Yeah. And then it's, um, John, John, who does Aztec stuff. Okay. So they, they've kind of repurposed people. You know, they sort of said, okay, look, we don't want to spend any money on a show and no disrespect to those guys. It's just that they don't want to, companies don't want to spend that kind of money, you know, to get uh, prime time talent, I'll call it. Um, so, Hey, let's take this producer. He seems like he's pretty talented. He seems like a good guy. And hey, let's take this guy. Cause he's already doing Aztec stuff. So he's kind of built in. Let's put those two guys together and we'll create a show. And by the way, if, if you don't do things like that on occasion, you don't find stars like Darren Smith because Darren was our producer, you know, and, and we needed a fill in. We needed somebody to take over to work with, with Bill Wardell because Bill Wardell wanted to stay at 1090 and Steve Hartman wanted to leave and go to LA. This is old school history. And Darren stepped in for, for Hartman. And that's how Darren became Darren. Opportunity. If you don't do that, if you don't do that, you don't get me. <laughs> they pulled your ass from the promotions department. Now you here's weren't a, even on the a, production <laughs> side. Here's a better example of that story. If you don't do that at stages, you don't get me. Yeah. Period. True. true. Sorry, oh, yeah. people. I mean, I knew our station was just a whole bunch of white guys. There was no flavor. There was no. There was no uh, ethnicity, you know, necessarily. And I said, At we got to get this. this guy. Browner is hilarious. Let's put him on the air. Your boy, uh, boy Sedano is tweeting about that right now. Yeah, because you know what? I see that. Um, you know, there's a big sports radio conference coming to L.A. And the guy who is the guy who runs 710 in in L.A. He's a great guy. This guy's name Sam Pines. And um, he made a comment to one of the sports radio blogs earlier today that, you know, he'd like to see more diversity. You know, he said, everybody kind of looks like me. And um, and so now and Sedano is one of these guys who's very passionate about, you know, more opportunity for Hispanics in media. And so uh, I can see that he's tweeting and he's blowing up my phone right now with all this stuff. I haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet. Yeah. Sorry, white flyer. What do you mean? Yeah, that's that radio summit. They have a flyer up of all the people participating. Yeah. It's all white folks and Mina Kimes. Yeah. And I don't know what she has to do with anything other than, you know, this guy who runs this thing, Jason Barrett, he just wants to like bring in as many names as he can, you know? Hell yeah. So good for him. Yeah. How do we get into this? I don't know. I don't know. Not really. How do we get into anything? Yeah, how do uncensored shit, you know? I know. Uncensored, we just talk shit and nobody knows where the hell it's going. All right, well, listen, let's do this. Uh, Show's back on the air tomorrow. Uh, We'll see everybody then. Have a great day. Um, Stay dry, stay warm, and peace out, everybody.